Hey there, welcome to the Silver Show. I'm Chris, got Joe and Paul. Hey, the season has started. I guess at least the preseason. Sort of. The yeah. preseason has started. So it's the work started. Yeah. So let you know what we're going to do. We might do an extra segment here or there, but primarily during the season, we'll have a half hour separately about the previous game and a half hour about what's upcoming. So let's start out. Uh, last Saturday, uh, the Steelers opened up their preseason. I, I got to confess a couple things. The big thing is I was very confused on what channel the game was on. I thought it was on NBC, was but not. apparently the NBC affiliate here in Columbus actually shows Steelers preseason games, which is kind of wild and crazy. Pretty cool. Um, there's the different channels will show the Steelers, the Browns preseason, and the Bengals preseason, which is kind of unique and fun for a city like Columbus, Ohio. Hey, a lot of team people can follow their team on there. And I've got NFL Network, too, so I got to watch it. I think they have live on NFL Network. So it was a good game. Um, first game of the preseason, I, I don't think you can go too crazy evaluating stuff, but there's only three preseason games. So I think you can start to make um, some assumptions about what's happening. I was trying to think about how we wanted to do this because the preseason, there's stats, but everyone plays different times, you know, or different amounts. So how about this? I'm proposing we take a quick look at each position group and we'll say after game one, where are you ranking these guys in terms of an unofficial depth chart? So since I just dropped this on you guys, let me start myself. I'll do a quick one and I want to hear what you guys think too. Let's start with quarterbacks. Um, Mitch Trubisky didn't play that much, but he had a good drive. What was it, 90 yards, the first drive to a touchdown? Um, led the team down the field. Wasn't pitcher perfect, but, you know, he scored. Um, Gunnar Ozuski um, caught the first touchdown. Kind of a blown coverage by Seattle. But as Joe said on our Facebook chat, to Mitch's credit, they got the job done. I mean, it wasn't like Mitch overthrew him or anything else like that. Um, he, he looked pretty That's good. That's part of the job, too, to take advantage of when there is a blown coverage. Right. Um, we also have Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason had a rough first play. Um, he dropped the ball, but he recovered it. Uh, but he, it was workmanlike. He had a, a touchdown pass that was good. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, he played later in the game. Um, Seattle didn't have their best guys out there, but Pickett looked good. Two touchdowns. I don't believe Chris Oldokin played at all. And I'll be honest, I have a little bit of an issue with that. I want to see if the guy is any good or not. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say in ranking him for my part, I, I still think Mitch probably is coming at number one. Uh, not based on who's the best. I think he's going to get to start to start the year. I think Kane Pickett moves up to number two. I think Kane played enough, good enough. And I'd like to see Kenny early in the game against kind of better competition than he did last game. I, I think Mason is number three. I want to see Oldokin play because if he's okay, I'm not expecting him to be your franchise guy, then you could easily try to trade Mason Rudolph. The issue I'm seeing, I, I saw a lot of trade rumors out there with the Jets and Lions. I don't know what you get for Mason Rudolph. I can understand that both teams kind of need a quarterback right now, but... What are you going to get from Mason? But I guess that's for people to decide. Uh, Paul or Joe, do you have any... Do you agree with my order after the first week? Or do you have any other ideas? I 
agree with an asterisk because I I think Trubisky is going to start the game one based on just what we saw Saturday night. I think Pickett should be the guy. Um, I think he will be eventually. Um, I, I think I, I know he was working with the the lower groups. Uh, he looked great. The energy he brought to that stadium was palpable through the TV. Um, Mitch, had, I, I, I like the mobility of Trubisky. He had a couple overthrown passes, um, weren't that great, but I, I don't think there's that big of a gap uh, between the two. I, I would love to see what Pick- there we go. Um, what Pickett can do against the more of the top tier uh, groups. Uh, so yeah, and definitely I would love to finally old uh, number four there. I won't even attempt his name. Um, yeah, if he's serviceable, then we, we definitely need to whatever we can get for Brett Mason Rudolph the third. Um, I think for our sake, but also for his. I mean that the guy went from heir apparent to he's at the bottom of the barrel. Um, I, I think just to help the guy save some face, let him get a chance somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I thought Mason looked okay. I'm not sure if I'm ranking Mason higher than Mitch or Pickett, which makes it tough. Um, Joe, what, what are your thoughts about quarterbacks after week one? I think it's clear that Trubisky is the guy for right now. Um, not only because he started the game, but they also protected him by only having him in for one series. He went in there, he did, he executed, he got the touchdown, and they got him out. And so then it became a matter of trying to get some evaluation time between what what Mason's doing and what uh, Pickett's doing. And I think wasn't he in for two series? They who? punted on the second series. Oh, maybe. I yeah, so. but they got him out real quick. Yeah, <clears throat> there was there wasn't much point in doing much else with him when there's other uh, you know expected starters that were not being played at all. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't do you any good to, to, to risk your guy out there. Um, what I'm still interested in seeing, and we got to see it from Pickett, and I, I liked it a lot, was what he was doing in the two-minute drill at the end of the game. Um, we know as uh, longtime Steelers fans that the thing that separated uh, – uh, ben Roethlisberger from a lot of the other quarterbacks around the league was what he did in the last two minutes. Uh, the way he could command an offense, the way he could make things happen, the way he could extend plays, the way that magic happened at the end of a game. And he went out there and, and, and made things happen when it didn't feel like it was going to happen. Um, that has been the mark of what uh, Steelers starting quarterback has been for 18 years and that's the difference maker. We got three guys on this team who are solid players. Does anybody blow the doors off of anybody? I don't know. Maybe Pickett can at some point, but he's not there yet. Uh, so what we're what we need to know more about is what these guys are doing uh, in crunch time. Yeah, that's where I'm looking forward, and we'll talk about this in the next segment. What happens in the next game? Because hopefully you'll start to see trends. Like, you know, is 
Trubisky's still going to look okay. Is Pick going to look okay? How does Mason respond? It, it should be interesting. Um, let's look at running backs. Uh, Najee Harris was out. Um, he has an injury. I don't think it's enough for him to miss regular season time, but, you know, why play him in the first game if he's dinged up? Um, so you saw a lot of uh, guys out there, and we, and we talked about the battle for the number two spot, and we were like, man, who's going to be the guy? And we weren't sure who that guy was. A lot of guys were impressive. Anthony McFarland, I'm looking at the box score here, uh, seven carries for 56 yards. Uh, Jalen Warren, I didn't know much about him, but I kept hearing how he was impressing uh, during training camp. Um, he was six for 34. Uh, he had a fumble. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he ran pretty hard. Master Teague, who I think might be out, um, about a day or two ago he got hurt. Um, he was carried off the field. But in the first game, he was 6 for 31. He didn't do too bad. Um, you know, Mateo Durant, 2 for 4. Uh, we'll talk about him with the receiver. Steven Sims, our receiver, had a real nice um, reverse that went for long um, yards. Um, Benny Snow was out. I hear he's getting healthier. He could come back. Um, but really, after, I mean, obviously, Najee's going to be your number one guy. I'm starting to feel okay with Jalen Warren at number two. And I'm okay with McFarland at three. I'm not convinced that those guys are going to consistently be great week in and week out. But I saw enough of those guys thinking that it was going to be okay. Um, I, I guess if you have to keep a four, maybe you. Well, I'm not even sure that guy could be. Maybe it's a Benny Snow. I don't know. But in terms of the top three, I'm looking at Harris, Warren, and um, McFarland. Uh, any you guys agree or any uh, other ideas? Yeah, I, I, I was very impressed with uh, the running backs. Um, I, I wasn't expecting them to have that strong of a performance. And even uh, Master Teague, I, I wasn't expecting him to look as good as he did. Um, I think they... They kind of went to him a little too much uh, at the end. I think that's what we we almost blew uh, that chance to win. But um, yeah, I, I I'm very interested to see more. Uh, that's you know this the first game was about I wanted to get a look at the quarterbacks, but I'm really starting to pique my interest to watch the running backs uh, these next couple games. Teague might be out for a while. We'll have to see yeah. what happens. Yeah. But the news the other day didn't look good for him. I, Joe, you go with Jalen Warren at number two, or you got any other thoughts there? I don't know. I don't feel wild about – I mean, McFarland looked really good uh, in that game. But, again, we have to calculate who he was looking really good against. It's not the first stringers of Seattle. So, I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm reluctant to say, oh, wow, that was just an amazing performance. It was it was good. It was solid, but it was still a preseason performance. So I don't know. I don't know if I feel like what we saw on against uh, Seattle was really going to be definitive to be able to say this guy is going to step up and be RB2. So, well, And that's what I like about Jalen Warren because you're right. One game's one game. I mean, let's see how McFarland does against Jacksonville. But I keep hearing through preseason that Warren's impressed each day of training camp. Not just, hey, he had one really uh, great day. Um, offensive line, 
it's hard. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I probably watched about a half hour, 45 minutes live of that Steelers game. Was there anything you guys wanted to bring up offense line in general saying, hey, this guy was great or this guy was bad? I mean, I don't think any of us had time to really break down tape of you know, every play or anything else like that. Hey, I, I'll put it this way. To me, from what I've seen, it appeared to be a step up over what it was last year. And I think right now, that alone, we could be encouraged by it. Any, would you agree? Or Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it was amplified by the fact that you had Trubisky and Pickett who could actually move at a decent clip. Um, so I think if there's the moments where the line seemed to break down, that those are two guys who had the ability to uh, – to use their feet to kind of get some openness. So I, I think between a little elevated O-line play and more mobility out of the quarterback position, I think made things look a good bit better than what we've seen in recent times. Anybody, why are you on offensive line, Joe? More anybody discuss you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't think there's anything glaring that, you know, was disastrous you know there was it wasn't they weren't a porous line they you didn't have everybody running around like mad just trying to stay alive um so they were doing roughly their their work they did create opportunities for uh, mcfarland in the running game and provided enough time for trubisky and pickett and rudolph to make the throws they needed to make. So, I mean, everything seemed to be working okay there. Well, I think it was two. One preseason game, let's not put a ton of stock on the stats, but remember last year, they couldn't get a running game going at all. And that's with Najee Harris. The fact that they got overall, uh, what was their yards? 27 carries for 185 yards. Now, again, preseason game, I wouldn't make it out to be great. But they couldn't even sniff those numbers last year. So (laughs) it's got to be encouraging at least they did something. Again, don't take this as, oh, man, their offense is incredible. But I saw some encouraging stuff. Want to ask you a real quick specific question about the tight ends. Um, Firemuth, I didn't see play. Uh, The number two guy didn't play. But But there's an interesting battle coming up. You look at number three tight end. Um, you know, Connor Hayward, uh, he can play like a modified fullback. It's not like he's stuck at tight end. But they're saying if he makes the team, and I don't see why he wouldn't make the team, it's going to be as a third tight end. He did some nice stuff. He was two for 24 receiving. Uh, he also caught a two-point conversion from Kenny Pickett. Um, I saw this Jay Sternberger. I don't know if you know much about this guy. They got him from Green Bay. And he actually was playing a lot with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's not the top tight end, but he made a couple of nice plays too. So it'll be interesting. I, I can't imagine Connor Hayward doesn't make the team, but this Jace guy didn't look too bad either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I I know I'm hearing that Gentry is showing improvements. I'm not excited about him. Um Maybe he'll prove us wrong, but I... Well, they were really big into his blocking games. I don't think he's yeah. ever going to be your 
great receiving tight end, but you know, as a blocker, it really helped. And yeah. I, I still don't think Fryermuth isn't the prototypical blocker. He's more of a receiver. So having that second tight end that can block would be good. I might say Gentry is a pro board by any means, but I think Gentry where his first year or two where he really didn't do much of anything, I think he caught some fire, especially with his blocking. Now, again, overall, the blocking sunk for Steelers last year, but he, he got started to get some credibility with that. But let's talk receivers. That, that's the sexy uh, thing. And, man, the receivers all look pretty good. Um, you had no Deontay Johnson. You had no Chase Claypool. Um, Calvin Austin didn't play. Uh, he had a late injury on Friday. Uh, he was in a boot, and people were thinking, oh, man, is he going to be out for a while? I read today he's out of the boot. And he's starting to catch passes. So not sure if he's going to play this weekend, but it doesn't look like it's a multi-week injury. But the guys who played, my goodness, guys, they started out with Olszewski and um, Pickens as the first two tight receivers. They both look great. Um, Gunner had a couple nice catches. Uh, Pickens, my goodness. Uh, He had three catches. The second one, that long touchdown pass from Mason Rudolph, the footwork was amazing. He didn't have that much room to work with. He caught it. He's a big guy. He's fast, too. Uh, I saw a little Matavius Bryant, which, you know, if, if Pickens could keep clean, I mean, Matavius Bryant was fantastic before he kind of screwed up his career with the off-the-field stuff he was involved in. But I thought Pickens was fantastic. I thought Gunner was good. Um, some of the other guys, um, this Steven Sims guy, uh, he came from Washington. Um, he had a long kick return. He had a, um, shovel pass or it was like a reverse type thing. He took for 38 yards. He was great. Um, the bad thing, and he didn't get hurt at the game. Anthony Miller's going to be out for the year. Uh, that was the guy that the Steelers brought in when they were having some trouble at the end of the year. Um, he actually had a history with Trubisky, but so he's gone. But my goodness, the receivers are deep. I mean, I'm still thinking you're looking as a depth chart, what, Deontay, uh, Chase Claypool, you know, Pickens. I think Pickens could be up higher than Claypool after last week. Um, You have Austin. uh, But you still have guys like Boykin. Boykin had a nice catch. He's good on special teams. Uh, Maybe a Steven Sims. I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there. Uh, Anybody stick out for you? I mean, uh, Pickens, I don't want to get too overhyped, but I I don't know that any other receiver that we have right now catches that ball from Rudolph, except yeah. for Pickens. Uh, at least my confidence wouldn't be high in any of the other ones catching that ball. Uh, so obviously, yeah, he, he definitely stood out as we kind of expected he would. I mean, the sky's the limit with Pickens, Joe. Um, I know like a lot of times in today's NFL, you're starting at least three receivers. But, man, do you, are, are you starting to think that Pickens could get more targets than Deontay or Claypool? Oh, I think it's very possible. Yeah. Especially because he seems to come down with more of those those contested balls. I mean, it's just that's just the nature of the thing. If he gets that isolation out one-on-one, you throw the ball up there, it's a better than 50% chance that, that Pickens is going to come down with it. And it's that confidence that just drives everything for the for those quarterbacks. He had a third catch, and it was like a five-yard out pass. But he caught that with very little room to work with. I mean, he got his feet down, and 
Yeah, I mean, I was impressed. It was like a five-yard pass. It was a nothing type of play. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm starting to get really excited. And Paul remembers when we first started doing this thing, um, I got really amped up about Chase Claypool when he did some big things in his first couple games. I mean, I loved his speed of pickings. first year, he was amazing. Yeah, but, I mean, I loved the speed of pickings that he picked the stats from Claypool. I, I like the fact he's he's catching everything. And that could really, you know, propel the Sooners' offense. I thought it was good. Defense, I don't know, guys. I don't want to take too long with the defense. It's hard because a lot of guys didn't play. Like, TJ didn't play. Cam Hayward didn't play. Uh, Minka didn't play. It's a very, uh, very different defense when right. you don't have those guys playing. And I, I still think that said, I mean – when some of the reserves started to come in, they were giving up a lot more yards. But again, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of second string main guys playing at the beginning of the game. And the second string, I mean, the first, what, quarter and a half, I mean, the Seahawks were up 17 to 3, and the Seahawks really weren't doing anything on offense. Uh, Seahawks didn't have DK Metcalf. But again, I, I like the way the defense played overall. Um, let's get to kind of a hot topic in Pittsburgh now. Uh, what to do at linebacker? Um, their first team linebackers played pretty well. Miles um, Jack looked good. He didn't play that much, but I saw him make a couple tackles where it wasn't flashy, but he got the job done. But man, Devin Bush, no tackles. And again, I know preseason lets them go crazy on the stats, but there were a couple viral plays I saw on Twitter a lot where he just stood there and watched guys run by him. Yeah, I, I watched him watch some tackles. Yeah, and I. You know, I started to watch other plays, just random plays, and it was funny. You would always see him end up standing up. And not that, you know, linebackers are going to make every single tackle, but you want to see your linebacker in the mix, you, you know, being part of a gang tackle, whatever else. I saw a lot of Devin Bush staying around. Robert Splain didn't look good either. And I know, you know, I follow Steelers Twitter, and a lot of Steelers Twitter's like, Rokon Smith, we got to get him. Well, Steelers are smart. I think if they felt they could get him, they would. I think they probably have made calls to Chicago. But you can't guarantee it's going to happen. I mean, I, hopefully we'll hear something happens. But NFL trades don't happen super often. Um, the Steelers were actually been really aggressive because recently they got Minka Fitzpatrick when they had a need. They got Joe Schubert when they got a need. But these trades don't happen often. What would you guys do? I mean, it'd be great if Roquan Smith ends up being a stealer, but I don't think we can count that Roquan Smith is coming. There's other teams that want to that maybe would outbid the Steelers. Who knows? I don't. I, I don't think as Steelers fans we should. I mean, it would be great, but I'm certainly not going to go all in and assume it's going to happen. Or, you know, it, uh, I've got to go in assuming it, it's not going to happen. It would be fantastic if it did, but I think we have to move forward with the assumption it's it's going to be that bounty of Bush and whoever else. Well, yeah, I'm hoping. It's one preseason game. Maybe Devin Bush had a bad preseason game. This time next week we're like, wow, Devin Bush looks a lot better. But what scared me more was Bush and Splain kind of looked rough. Joe, any, any other options you like? Um, Mark Robinson... He's a guy that got in the seventh round. He had a fumble that led to the Wayne drive. Now, again, it was in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't say he should start because of that. Is there any other options, or do we have to beg Chicago for work on Smith? 
Uh, there's got to be other options. I just don't feel like I don't feel like there are many players <clears throat> who disrupt their team asking for more money are good fits for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. That's just that's not a thing that that uh, that goes over well here. I'm absolutely stunned that it worked for De- Deontay Johnson, uh, but the the opportunity to add somebody to the mix who is willing to uh, to hold out during preseason camp uh, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't I don't need any more of those guys. Yeah, no, no, I. I, I definitely agree, and to there be needs honest, to be another option if we're needing, if we're still needing to fill in spaces in the in the linebacker core, it's going to need to come from somewhere else. Well, and the assumption is if they get Roquan Smith, they're going to have to give him a new contract. The Steelers don't have the money to sign him, but the only thing they could do is they could restructure T.J. Watt's contract. They've done that before. I mean, don't be shocked if it happens. I'll put it this way: just right. It's not Roquan Smith or nothing. I, I'm anxious to see what happens, and we'll talk about it in the next segment what happens in the next preseason game. But if there's not improvements, I'm starting to think somebody's got to come in. You know, it, probably not Roquan Smith, but somebody could be an improvement. Even like Joe Schobert. Schobert didn't look great last year for the Steelers, but at least he was serviceable. And I kind of miss Joe Schobert right now. Now he's servicing the Broncos now. So. Right, right. I'd say so far. Uh, I would take Mike Singletary today over Devin Bush. Yeah. That's where I'm at with him. Well, Instead of paying Devin Bush, he should be paying for admission to watch the way that he was watching. Well, yeah, yeah. And there's some people saying, hey, we're panicking too early. Possibly. All right. That, it's been a year. Right. Exactly. Well, and he was wasn't an anomaly. Maybe he's still trying to recover, but if he's hurt, not playing 100%, okay, get Spoyne in and, and rest him for a while, you know, just to make sure he comes back. I mean, I mean, I could suit up this weekend and not get a tackle. I, yeah. I would do it for free. Um, Secondary, I don't know. I mean, nothing really stuck out as amazing or stuck out as awful. Again, preseason game. I don't know. Did anything strike your fancy in the way with uh, the? I mean, overall, for as lopsided as the first half was, Geno Smith actually played well, but he couldn't get anything going. I think that's a a testament to every aspect of our our backups on defense. Um, Right. Well, and there's reasons to get pretty excited. I mean. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. What guys are going to flash? You know, there's a lot of potential in this team, but what guys are going to blow you away? And, you know, if a guy like a Jalen Warren could be a good backup and if Pickens blows out, now you can have offense that could be doing something if it's Trubisky or Pickens. So, yeah, it's potential. I mean, I'm not going to print Super Bowl tickets based on the first game, but I'm not depressed after the first game either. You know, and that could be a problem. Could you imagine if Pickett went out and flopped miserably and couldn't complete a pass? I mean, that wasn't the case. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could be excited about. Any other thoughts about week one of the NFL preseason? Just want to congratulate Drew Locke for shredding up our third string defense. Yeah. (laughs) 
And who knows? Drew Locke could even start for Seattle this year. Um, yeah. I was looking right, at the, yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at the other preseason. The Browns won, but Deshaun looked pretty bad. And still, as of this taping on Wednesday night, we're not sure what to, what's going to come with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to even get a chance to play this year? Who knows? So, all right. Well, hey, uh, check our next segment. We're going to look ahead to the Jacksonville game. Obviously, it's not really that much of a game, but what are we looking for uh, from some of these Steelers? Uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, check out Cash App. Great way to send money to each other. Um, mm-hmm. Check out and sign up today. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.